You are listening to Cry Out, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. It's great to be with you again today. Good morning. Uh, Faith on 68, it is great to be here in the house of the Lord as we dig into our third week in the new series called Cry Out, uh, where we are looking at what it means to lament as a people of God, what it means to lament and uh, just really deal with some of the really hard to deal with emotions that we face as people on this planet um, in, in a lot of brokenness and broken situations, you name it. Um, so today we're going we're gonna to go back into the, the Old Testament again. Originally we started this series in the book of Lamentations. Where else to start a series on lament than Lamentations? And then we looked a little bit of uh, the New Testament, what it means to lament. And today we're going back to Exodus Chapter 32, verses 15 to 19. If you would uh, turn with me in your uh, Bible or an applicable app on your cell phones, we're going to get right into it today. It's also on the screen for your convenience. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exclaimed to Moses, it sounds like war in the camp. But Moses replied, no, it's not a shout of victory nor wailing of defeat. I hear the sound of celebration. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the golden calf and the dancing and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, um, I I could be going out on a limb here. Just uh, I'm just going to throw it out. Are there any video gamers in the house? Okay, there's some gamers arms. Jumping up. I like video games. I don't get to play them too much anymore um, now that there's the Disney Channel. But I don't I don't get to play games all that often. I. I've owned everything from Atari to Nintendo to Super Nintendo all the way up. We have a Wii U right now, uh, PlayStation 3, which mostly plays Disney movies. Um, But we have all these game systems, and maybe someday I will actually play them again. But i got to tell you, I have an affinity for the old games. Like the Super Mario, the Zelda, the Metroid, the Donkey Kong, the the old games. And two days ago was a very special day for anyone who put their hands up and said that they love video games. And the reason I say that is that Nintendo released their Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Okay? 79 bucks. It could be yours. Yeah, right. 79 bucks. Now, the thing about the Classic Edition is those of us who are gamers, we remember last year they came out with the Nintendo Classic Edition. It sold in like five minutes. No one could get a copy. You, you bought it for 79 bucks, and then instantly it's on eBay for like 350 It's insane. The markup on this. It, this one today on eBay, like 350 bucks. It's insane. I couldn't get one. I said to Mary, I said, I think, you know, I was just casually putting it out there as one gamer to another. I said, you know, there's this classic edition coming out. She said, we don't have the money. And I said, okay. I can appreciate that. But when I went shopping for groceries, I have to tell you, I, I kind of went by that electronics department at Walmart up in Chippewa, and, and I said, hey, did y'all get any of those uh, Super Nintendo classics in? I knew the answer because I, I already checked it on BrickSeek, you know what I mean? I knew they had 26 of them last night, right? And he goes, yeah, last night, 
We had about 20-some of them, but they went on sale at midnight. They sold in like 15 minutes. People were in line, waiting, ready to get them. Maybe you can relate to this. I got a little angry. Even though what my wife said I couldn't get it, I was like, oh, the fact that it sold so quickly that they, they pumped it up. It was such a great thing. And then all of a sudden, no, you cannot get it. I got a little bit upset. And that's because I have a love for video games. And those of you who don't, let me explain to you something. When I went to college, my love for video games had me meet a friend of mine. His name was Luke. And Luke was an interesting guy because he liked to play video games. But when they would upset him, he would take the controller, spin it, and slam it off the ground. Buttons flying everywhere. Little pieces of, of, of Japanese plastic flying into the dorm room. All right? That was my friend Luke. And I said, what is this? Now we can't play at all. You know, that, that controller, that's pretty expensive. Well, he bought him at GameStop with an insurance plan, so he just turned it in, no questions asked. But still, I was taught that you take care of these precious things, something that connects you to your game, right? That's pretty precious. That's worth something. You don't just smash it. He did. Seemed crazy to me. Controllers aren't cheap. He just, he was like, I just want to smash things. That's what I titled today's message. I just want to smash things. Because that is where today's scripture takes us. We see this with Moses. Moses turned and went down the mountain, scripture tells us. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. That's pretty important. That's a connection to God right there. Inscribed with the terms of the covenant that were God's own work. The words written on them were written there by God. And what does Moses do? Threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. We need to understand that this scripture today comes right after Moses did a lot of risking his own life. There was a lot of work done on the part of Moses. He, he went through quite a bit in his life. For any of you Harry Potter fans, he was the original boy who lived. Okay, Moses was the boy who lived. Um, and then he, he, he kind of overcame that obstacle in his life. Um, he ended up going after one of the biggest superpowers that the world had ever known. Egypt. If you're reading the Bible in the Old Testament, Egypt was like Rome 1.0. Egypt was the original powerhouse, the original bad boy of the block. Moses marched in and told the leader of Rome 1.0, hey, let my people go. Release the Israelites. Okay, Moses did that. He went up against some major obstacles in his life. Earlier in his life, we found out that Moses, he liked to smash things. When, when things didn't really go the way that he liked, if something got under his skin, he would just... He would smash things. We saw it in Egypt. There was a, a slave owner who, who was actually beating on one of the slaves. Well, Moses, he, he went red and he smashed him. <laughs> he, he killed him. It's why he fleed Egypt. Later on, you know, we see that Moses couldn't enter the promised land because he liked to smash things. God said, go to that rock and say, create water. Well, instead of that, he took his staff and he smashed it. And then water came out, and he's like, aha. That's why he couldn't enter the promised land. He liked to smash things. Perhaps you can relate. Perhaps you've been there. Do you ever just want to smash things? I've, I've been there. It happens. And what gets me 
It's that we can't control our emotions. When, when we smash things, sometimes the things that we smash are the last things we would ever want to lose. It's like, of all the things I could have broken. I don't know if it was just irony or what, but this morning uh, when I was getting into my car, my iPad fell and it got a little smashed. I didn't want to smash it. You know, I use this for, for work. I use this for music. I use it for, I didn't want to smash it. Sometimes the things that we smash in hindsight, we're like, wow, why did that get smashed? And these stones, these tablets that Moses had, carried them down from the mountain. They were priceless. They were written on by God. They had the words, the terms of the covenant written by God. Irreplaceable. Okay? God's own work. And Moses smashed them. I'm sure regret set in pretty quick. He had to end up writing them out. He didn't have a good chisel set. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we smash things that we don't want to smash. And the reason that Moses did this, he comes down, again, they're heavy. He he bears the weight of them the entire time down the mountain, caring for these tablets, this treasure from God. And he gets down to the bottom and he sees this party taking place. He sees the golden calf that his brother made just because they asked him to. He gets angry. We see what happens. Smashes him. What he was doing was lamenting humanity. Moses was lamenting just the way of the world, the way of the, of the culture, how fickle the people were, how nearsighted, how easily they forgot their God who just pulled them out of Egypt. Who grew so bored waiting for, you know, on Moses, for me to return from down this mountain. They got bored. They said, I'm sick of that game. Boom. Smash that controller. They look for the next game. Yeah, Moses was angry. Have you been there? Have you been there? Just this last week, we saw this. So many people smashing things. Let's face it. People people love their football. People love their football in this country. And people love their country in this country. And if we step back objectively, we can't argue that they're both great things. They're awesome. But we also, if we step back objectively, we can't argue that there are these little golden calves that are floating around in our country, in our backyards. And I'm not going to get into anything political here. I'm bringing it beyond anything political. This past week, there was smashing of things going on in our country. Left and right, smash. There was a president smashing the football players. There were football players smashing a national anthem. There was angry fans smashing and bashing football players for smashing that national anthem. There were 1,500,782 Facebook posts from people just like us that were smashing left and right. Smashing an idol that many of us have held for a long time. I will never watch another game of football. Someone said, who watched the Steelers since before they were born. There was smashing going on. And above all of this controversy, there's Puerto Rico. In need of food, water, medicine. They don't even have electricity. They are dying and no one's talking about it. 
No one's doing anything about it. Again, I am not getting political. I'm just saying that everyone is focused on this idol or that idol. Meanwhile, there are people that are suffering. And their suffering takes second place to a bunch of athletes that are not standing during a national song that, let's be frank, if it wasn't our national anthem, it wouldn't be on any of our playlists. I'm not getting political. I'm just saying, if I had a couple of stone tablets, if I were Moses, I may throw them down. I may throw them down lamenting humanity. Our priorities get so twisted and skewed sometimes. There's another encounter in the New Testament. Matthew 21, 12 tells us this. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Jesus smashed things. Jesus smashed things too. This emotion, this desire to smash things, it happens. Most of the time it gets abused. Like my college friend smashing a controller over a video game. You know, most of the time it gets abused. So sometimes it gets abused. We smash things that are minor, that are not a matter of life and death, that aren't so much about the things God would have us get so worked up over. A lot of it's people breaking this idol or that idol or creating a new one in the process and saying, if you don't bow, then get out. This is not as much a cause to smash things as, in my opinion, it is to see people getting so worked up over that idolatry that they can't see lives that are being lost. Because they're distracted. While they argue and they fight it out, that's the kind of thing that should cause someone to want to smash things. Like Jesus with the money changers, they took something that was necessary for their religion. The money changers were there selling doves and sacrificial elements, if you will, for the altar. They had the people had to sacrifice. So the money changers were selling them at an upcharge. Yeah, they bought it for $79 and sold it for $300. Jesus, he overthrew the tables because he was lamenting humanity. The state of the world, what it all had become, in the house of God no less. When we lament, we do some crazy things. When we cry. You know, sometimes we just cry. I just need to cry. Sometimes we defriend each other on Facebook. Sometimes we defriend each other for reals, you know. Sometimes we wear all black. Sometimes we go on hunger strike. Sometimes we cry out to God and hope that no one listens. Sometimes we cry out to God and hope that everyone does. When we lament humanity, sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we don't make very much sense. And for those of you who think I was getting political a moment ago, I wasn't getting political. God wants us to get emotional over the things that matter in this world. 
And sometimes speaking, just speaking about those things is hard. Calling them what they are uh, or what they have become can hurt. We hurt when we lament. And it helps us to heal. We can't just ignore it. There are idols in our country. There are idols, again, in our own backyard. Can you hear the people celebrating? Can you hear the dancing? There's a party taking place. Especially on Sundays, and it's not laying things upon the altar of the Lord as much as it is laying a snack tray out on the coffee table in front of the TV. Do you hear what I'm saying? People getting bent out of shape over a missed pass while there are lives being lost. If that hurts for you to hear, welcome to lamenting humanity. It hurts. Lamenting should unsettle you. Moses lamented humanity. Jesus lamented humanity. But Jesus also came to save it. Amen? Jesus came to save it. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to God, creator of heaven and earth. O God, before the mountains were brought forth, or you had formed the earth from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of the darkness and brought forth life on earth. You formed us in your image and breathed the breath of life into us. You blessed humankind before any of our accomplishments or shortcomings. God, you made a way for preservation even when the profanity of our existence warranted destruction. Even when we chose captivity, you delivered us and spoke to us through your prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, the Apostle Paul, Mother Teresa, Dr. Martin Luther King. You spoke to us through Moses. You speak to us still through the preservation of your holy word. From the prophets of scripture to the prophets of the subway. From the great apostles of the early church to the graffiti artists of the mighty metropolis. You still proclaim your truth to a lost and dying world. And we give you thanks, God. We give you thanks. Through Moses, you reached out to rescue your people here on earth. You inscribed the words of your covenant upon stone tablets. And Lord, through our lamenting of humanity... You made a way. When the time was right, God, you sent your only begotten, Jesus Christ. Jesus, at whose name every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, every idol shall fall. Yes, Jesus Christ, our Lord, God made flesh, Emmanuel. When the time was right, you brought a new covenant to your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ.